You're with Julian on the Brown Note and a review of the very recently released uh, Australian outback drama, The Furnace, uh, which has got 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, it follows in the grand footsteps of some incredible cinema. I thought the proposition was a little bit overrated, but Sweet Country, Tracker, there have been some incredible stories from the outback. Uh, for one thing, we don't tell Aboriginal stories at all in Australia very much. Uh, we try and push them on the back burner and pretend they didn't exist. But the whole life of the formation of this country in the outback and the brutality and the fact that there were actually people there that had um, culture and families and stuff. There have been so many films, um, Rabbit Proof, Fans, Ten Canoes, that have really shown a light on what is one of the most cinematic backdrops for any film. All the way back to Outback, the Nicholas Rogue film, um, the, the, the landscape just speaks for itself. It's got so, so much cinematic about it. The sparseness, the brutality, it really lends itself to cinema. This time around, Roderick McKay, who is a director who has probably made very small films up until this point, um, but this time around, um, David Wenham seems to... I, I would imagine he produces this film because he's certainly the biggest name involved by an awful long way. Um, this one stars Ahmed Malik, who is Egyptian. Um, isn't it interesting that he can play an Afghanistan role and no one cares, but, you know, get a white actor in a role that they're not supposed to be playing and all hell breaks loose. This guy's Egyptian, but he plays an Afghani and... This tells a really interesting story, which is about all the Sikhs and Afghanis that were brought over in sort of like the 1800s in the outback in Australia before the railroads were built with all of those millions of camels that are roaming around Australia now from Saudi and from places like that to workers transport uh, between the mining camps, between the gold, carrying the gold from one camp to a town there was no other way. Um, the landscape wasn't very amenable to vehicles, not that there were any that would have done the job. So there were camel trains crisscrossing Australia back then. And even to this day, there are Aboriginal groups with surnames from Sikh families and from Afghanistan. And they still exist in Australia. And this whole culture has just been completely lost and forgotten. And it's an amazing topic to have as a film. Because of when the railroads opened up, all these camel traders just basically got turfed. And they were, of course, treated quite horrifically by the Anglo population of, of Australia as well. And Ahmed Malik's partner, a Sikh, is gunned down brutally at the start over nothing. Uh, and they also have a, an Aboriginal guy with them. There's three of them roaming around with their camels trading and doing stuff like that. But his friend gets murdered immediately. The Aboriginal guy is going back to his group where he was about to take the Sikh guy to initiate him in becoming part of their tribe. Um, when this horrible event happens, he invites the Ahmed Malik character Hanif to join him, but he won't. He wants to make his fortune and get the hell out of Australia and go home. He was sent there by his dad and he's been treated appallingly ever since. He comes across a shot and very injured David Wenham, where there's been some kind of shootout and other, everyone else is dead. And the, the two form a tetchy bond, a very tetchy bond. And Ahmed Malik 
the Hanif character realises that David Wenham is carrying a fair bit of gold bars, which he's obviously stolen from one of the mining camps. There are also a group of police chasing after them. And it's so predictable. When you have these films, there's always the police chasing them and there's always like this malevolent angel of death character like Shagur also chasing them. It's exactly that. And that has been used in so many films. They've got the police doing their bit, but then there's this avenging angel death merchant that's slowly coming to get you. Um, and I've seen that in so many films. It's just... Anyway, they... Um, they form the bond. Basically, David Wenham needs to get to Kalgoorlie to smelt the gold in a furnace, which isn't easy to do, to remove the crown mark on the gold bars, which will get him hung, and he couldn't sell it anywhere. And the rest of the movie is following them as they journey through the outback uh, and this amazing landscape being pursued by these brutal cops and uh, this other guy that isn't really ever mentioned now, it's got great reviews. It's got 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, it's just a letdown. It's, it is, it's too slight. And I mentioned PG in the last review, but it is too PG as well. And if you watch films like Tracker and Sweet Country, um, they're really hard-hitting. And they show the brutality of how people were treated in the outback a lot more than this film does. I thought it just could have brought us a lot more um, the story itself, you know, where you've got two people who are mutually distrustful trying to get to the end where they can both become rich is one of the oldest stories in cinema. It's in so many films. Add the Avenging Angel character, which is also in so many films and the pursuing police. Um, it is not a story that has an ounce of originality bar the setup, which is amazing. And seeing these, you know, Sikhs with camels and their relationships with the indigenous Australians and the Afghanistanis and, you know, him doing his prayer mat in the outback. It's all, it's all wonderful stuff. All of it's fascinating and untold and deserves to be told. It's just a really rote story to hang it all on. And I have to say, by the time I got to the end, I was uh, a little less satisfied. David Wenham's performance was magnificent. He was really, really good. Um, and unfortunately, he kind of showed everyone else up who was a bit amateurish. Uh, some of the others stood out a little bit, but not many. And I think the biggest problem I have with this film is Ahmed Malik. He just isn't... On this, I don't know what he's like in other stuff, but on this, he's just not that great an actor, and he's in every frame. And they make it worse because they try and make him very, very strong and silent, and there's only so much furtive, moody glances you can give when your acting isn't actually that up to par. They should have given him a lot more dialogue because it gets a bit silly and you wish he would talk more because he just doesn't have the gravity to sort of pull the role off. And I found him to be a bit of a weak link. The Avenging Angel, that whole scenario is just so pointless. It resolves itself in just such an unsatisfying way. It just doesn't mean anything... And neither does... Um, I thought the end itself was kind of good, the actual end, but the denouement end where um, it all comes to a head was pretty unsatisfying as well. The other characters weren't particularly well written or performed. So I think it was a bit of a letdown for me, unfortunately. It's up against some strong opposition, but 
it fails a lot. Even though I think The Proposition is an overrated film, uh, it does get a bit cheesy and silly at times. It's still quite a lot more punch to its weight and, and performances and everything else and story are a lot better than this. Um, I really want. I re- really was happy I watched it to see this world that I'd never even heard of. All these camel traders roaming and building Australia. And the fact that these cultures have vanished from Australia. As soon as the camels went, so did they. Um, so I thought that was fascinating. But if it was white men in a Western, you'd show it at the door because the story is that trite and, and well-worn. So... And the, and the lead actor isn't particularly good. So I'm a bit sad to say, uh, 93%, I don't think so. I'm going to give The Furnace uh, a, a sad letdown, 